Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Hotels. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. In a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. Do want to talk to you about Saracens real quick? A, the double R prop specials are up for the Arkansas Santa Clara game. As an example. At minus 110, Tavian Josenberger over 0.5 hits and over 0.5 runs. That's pretty easy, is it not? In fact, let's just see if this is not. My man, Neil Atkinson, by way, there you are. I was just talking about the double R prop specials that they can find on Bet Saracen. And as usual, I've always got Brady Slavens at 0.5 home runs. I'm feeling it on on Brady. The other one that I'm kind of feeling it on, because he's been red hot, is Peyton Holt over 0.5 hits. He's been averaging, Neil, about two runs a game. I'm surprised you didn't change that one. Over 0.5 runs and over 0.5 RBIs. That one sounds pretty good to me, too. Well, it's the opening series of the Fayetteville Regional. A lot of expectations here. Should be a great game tomorrow. And we wanted to put out some very good, very well-priced props and some hittable props out there. And there are definitely some hittable ones out there. I may regret it Saturday morning, but, hey, (laughs) that's why we play the games. We love it. Also, check the World Series specials. Uh, We are, are slowly putting up some as I can get the traders to price it. We've got them to reach the College World Series, and we've got the regional uh, Fayetteville Regional winner. We're now going to put up series scores. We're going to be putting up stuff all through until we uh, uh, have the first pitch tomorrow around 2 p.m. And I look at the top tab. Wow, in-game, basketball, baseball, tennis, hockey, MMA, soccer, football, golf, boxing, NASCAR, F1, no less. I mean, good gracious. Absolutely. We got it on. Of course, the big all eyes are going to be on Miami Heat at Denver Nuggets tonight. Um, Denver right now on Bet Saracens, minus nine. So uh, the data says and the uh, prognosticators and the pricing think Denver's going to run away with it tonight. Uh, But Miami, if I'm not mistaken, only had a 3% chance of uh, winning and there they are in the final. So that's what's beautiful about sports. Uh, every dog has their day. Love it. Bet Saracen. Thank you, Neil. BetSaracen.com. Can't beat it. You're going to enjoy it. Head on over to Bet Saracen on the app or BetSaracen.com. Now, why won't this play that? I don't know. Somehow you'll get it to play. It is refusing to play that. I don't understand. I mean, this... You know, this, you know it by heart. I mean, of, right. of all the... Yeah. Of all the... Well, just think of the many times, Randy, that you've played it and Trey wasn't there. This time you didn't play it and Trey is there. So it worked out fine. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery (laughs) service. Ask for Asher. Is that like a delayed reaction or something? Maybe so. I don't understand how that happened. It's kind of like... Did you play that, Damon? 
I did. Let me try it again. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. <laughs> Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Hopefully. Ask for Asher. Hopefully now everybody's heard it. Yeah. So Randy, I think he got his money's worth out of it today. So, Randy, what took longer, that introduction for uh, Trey or uh, Jordan Walsh declaring he was going to stay in the NBA draft? Um, right now, I'd give it... 10 o'clock, wasn't it? <laughs> it was close to 11, I think. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was pretty late. Uh, I, I, I mean, if anybody who listened to the show yesterday knows my thoughts on that, I felt pretty good Devo was coming back and felt pretty good that Walsh was going to stay in, and that's... Uh, that's what happened. Um, obviously, not right on everything because I also was really sure that Ron Holland was going to commit to Arkansas. <laughs> um, and I think you were a lot, a lot, a lot of folks, Trey, on that one. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, it was. I was told it was just a matter of when the announcement was. Like I said yesterday, we had content ready. We had, you know, our national team. We had videos and stuff ready to go because it was happening. So that's how. That's uh, that's like right up there. Like we were having an discussion on the message board <laughs> about uh, the biggest burns uh, that Arkansas has experienced, and I mean, Doyle Green Beckham would probably be a big one. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, just kind of showing my age, I guess. There's like Andrew Ellis says he was, uh, who works for me now, says he had he was in school, <laughs> in I guess high school or junior high, and said uh, he had to go to the bathroom. And went to the bathroom so he could go uh, watch the announcement of Doro Green back when he was so sure he was going to Arkansas. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, that, I mean, that's, that's, those are two like top ranked players in the country. So that's probably there's probably nothing that would beat those two. It was. Uh, I remember the Doriel Green Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy named Honeycutt Gerald Honeycutt. Yeah. That Dudley Dawson, I've told this story way too many times, but we went all the way down to Grambling, Louisiana. So Mm -hmm. certain it was going to be Arkansas. And uh, needless to say, that didn't turn out. So you never know about these things, but uh, I would be curious, Trey, more than anything, and I'll be anxious to see if someone does an in-depth story on what it took for G League Ignite to get Ron mm-hmm. Holland, how much how much it cost him? Now there is a player, I think his last name is Green, who they uh, are paying six hundred thousand dollars to. Mm-hmm. I was about to say about a half million dollars is. I would what think it at minimum takes for about a guy like that. Yeah, I would yeah, think I at mean, minimum. You know, a lot of the other guys aren't making near that, but for a top prospect like that, um, then yes, they certainly up the ante. But Trey. Uh, Trey Shap sent me this information, and he will be on at 5.30 to elaborate. But uh, at the SEC meetings, a vote apparently was taken. And for the 2024 season, an eight-game schedule was voted and approved. Is that for real? Uh, according yeah. to tr- my man Trey Shap, who's there. Hey, Trey. That's and, and stunning. Randy, yeah, Randy said Arkansas plays at Florida. <laughs> no, oh, is that kidding. for real though? And they get Georgia at home. Yeah, it is. No, it is going to be an eight-game schedule. We, we're hoping it's not at Florida. It shouldn't be. Yeah. But yeah, and, huh. and I think I'm 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 shocked by that. Probably for one year, two years at the most, and then they'll go to nine. It just, I mean, I don't know. I, I was, you know, obviously listening to Sam Pittman's comments and uh, you know what he thought and. You know, he's talking about, you know, wanting to play Texas and wanting to keep the Missouri rivalry and all that stuff. And I, I don't know. So we're going to – they're just going to do it in 2024. So my guess is they're going to they're going to keep Georgia and Auburn playing each other. Yes, yes. And Alabama and Tennessee. And obviously Alabama and Auburn. Right. And Alabama, Tennessee. So they're going to keep this one year the rivalries that we're all – talking about because I mean you don't just throw away Georgia Auburn that's right it's the longest running rivalry in the south right 
Yeah, no, I, that's what, probably what they're going to do is the first year they'll build all those rivalries in. I think Arkansas will play Texas and uh, probably Ole Miss and Missouri, obviously. And then if they don't change by 2025, then some of those rivalries could be gone for a year. You'll still play them two out of every four, which is okay. Yeah, <laughs> so... Yeah, I was looking at, by the way, Rick, because we were talking about schedules the other day, I was looking at Arkansas's future schedules, and, you know, they're Mm -hmm. scheduled out to 2033. I believe that's Oklahoma State. they got Texas Tech in there, too. The Notre Dame game was scheduled both ways. Uh, But it had the Memphis game. We talked about that. The Memphis game is listed as being in Fayetteville. Okay, 2025 at Memphis, 2026 Memphis and Fayetteville, 2028 Memphis and Fayetteville. So they probably got a twofer on that deal. Yeah. Two in Fayetteville, okay, one so in Memphis. Same thing I'm with not, Tulsa. Yeah, I'm showing 2025 at Memphis. Okay. That's right. And then it, it goes all the way out to 2033. But the way Pittman was talking, he was like, you know, if we play nine, then I don't know if I want to, you know, play. Play one know, of those type games. Well, they're going to play right. Notre Dame. They're not going to pass. Because, again, we learned, I don't know if you were on yesterday when we said we learned that now that at Notre Dame is 2028. So uh, you know they're well, going to they play those two Notre Dame games. Well, they got four games scheduled with Oklahoma State, yeah, and two right. with Utah, two with Texas Tech. Right. You know, all in this time period, and I mean, the Big Twelve plays nine conference games. They play Power Five opponents. I yeah. mean, to me, I'm, I want to I want to get away from this Western Carolina, Kent State. We're you know, still gonna get Middle two Tennessee State, like They're all the get, like four, three teams like that. Let's, let's, let's just knock it down to, yeah. you know, you're a couple get two teams of them. and still play. Yeah, you know? you're going to get two of them. And but here's the other thing we learned uh, at the from the SEC meetings, and that is these contracts with Utah and some of these others do have out clauses mm-hmm. that there's no financial penalty if the league that Arkansas is in expands the league schedule. So they could get out of the Utah series or, or any of them, I guess. I don't know that they will, but they could. You know, and, and you look, obviously some of these teams, if by 25 you go to nine games, mm-hmm. I hope everybody's got some clauses like that because they're gonna be, you're going to be canceling some games. Yeah, I just, want, I, I just want to go to more – I mean, I know it's competitive already, but I just, I just don't want – I just want as few of those types of games as possible. And I think in, in this day with the transfer portal, what it's allowed for is much better depth. So I feel like you can maybe play a tougher, you know, after schedule up a little bit because, I mean, Arkansas has six seniors on the defensive line this year and, and you know, a ton of defensive tackles and a ton of defensive ends. Like they, they, I feel like they should be able to get through – you know, a tough slate of games, and, and everybody should be, you know, with the transfer portals. So, I mean, my, my thought is let's play nine conference games and let's drop one of the group of five or division two games and let's keep another non-conference power five. Let's talk with Jake. Jake, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Uh, Dave, good afternoon. No hey, more. buddy. Good afternoon, Rick. Good afternoon, Trey. Hi, Jake. Good to talk to you guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? First and foremost, uh, before I get to Trey, Trey, I promise I'll make this quick. But I haven't heard from Marianne today. Weird. Rick, you and I call it. Pollen <laughs> was going to start. Pollen start. That's all I got to say. Uh, Trey, you know, I'd like to hear some more about this edge rusher that we got. Uh, 265, 275, plays like he's 240, super fast off the edge because. I'm sorry, you know, the other guys know I'm a truck driver. I'm on the road 14 hours a day. And so it's very hard for me to, like, keep up with this stuff. And also, right, I but, think you ought to do a which, walk and talk every single edge week. Rusher, which edge rusher are we talking about? The one from Tech, I'm guessing. Uh, the one, yeah, the one you guys were talking about yesterday or the day before, Randy. I can't remember. Uh, that's like a just a freak. Um, one from Tech. Why am I drawing a blank? On Louisiana Tech. About? When they're one, oh, train. no, he's not an edge rusher. Yeah, he's a defensive tackle. Keevy Rose. Okay. Yeah, he's three hundred. Well, there was there there was there was someone that y'all said that was like two sixty five. He looks two seventy five and he runs like he's two forty. 
Because that's your know exact words were. And I'm like, who are they talking about? And also, I wanted to know, uh, man, I always ask you, Trey, and I'll ask you the same thing again. Give me some good news on safety. Do we Are we looking at anybody? Do we have any room? Are we looking at anybody to fill a safety spot? I actually feel pretty good about Hudson Clark as a free safety, but he's not a strong safety. He's not a nickelback. You know, we need somebody that can play. You know, when I was in high school, we called that the rover position. But now they call it the nickel or whatever. But we need a strong safety that can come up and fill that role. And I don't see anybody on this team that can do that. So if you could go ahead and uh, expound on that, if you will. And I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Go hard. Thank you, Jake. So just first on the defensive ends, Arkansas added two defensive ends out of the transfer portal, two out of the high school ranks. I'm not sure which guy he's talking about. Uh, as far as safety, uh, I do think, yeah, I said all last year that, you know, Arkansas has, you know, they had problems in the secondary, obviously. But, you know, to me, Hudson Clark was not their biggest problem in the secondary. And I think that, you know, proved to be pretty true. Um, he's not an all-SEC player. He's a good enough SEC player. That's, that's, that's what Hudson Clark basically gives you. He's a good, he's a good enough player. You know, he's not, he's not going to be an all-star. Um, they have 84 scholarships used right now. So that means they have one left. I, I think that you, what you're probably going to see at this point is Sam Pittman just kind of pocketing that scholarship, waiting till some ta- time in the season or after the season to retroactively give that scholarship to a walk-on. That's what I think will, will probably play out some kind of way. Um, they did add some safeties. You know, they have Arthur Brathwaite, who uh, was at Western Kentucky. He actually played against Arkansas when Western Kentucky came to Fayetteville, the last Chad Morris game. Um, I think they'll probably look at moving Lorando Johnson. You know, I thought Lorando had a really great response when he was asked, he was playing nickel one day, which they call hog. He's playing nickel one day. He said, I don't have a position. I'm a football player. So that, to me, says, okay, this guy might be willing to, you know, do what he can to get the best five players out there. You've also got Jaheim Singletary, who was a nice addition. Keon Stewart, who started for TCU last year, played a lot for TCU. I think he started and played kind of mixed. Um, Who can play cornerback? So, to me, you can mix some guys around there. But there's not somebody out there sitting in the portal right now who's a safety who's like, go get this guy. He's going to come in and start. It's just, it just didn't work out that way. They, they really did a good job, I think, filling a lot of needs. Cornerback, linebacker, defensive line, um, you know, getting Joshua Braun in here. I think they got three quality wide receivers out of the portal. Barquise Gums also uh, addressed the issue at backup quarterback that really haunted them last year. Um, but as far as going out and getting a just straight stud safety, it just didn't happen. So maybe there's a guy that's on the roster right now that could emerge, you know, like Metcalf or something, a freshman. Maybe at some point during the season, um, you move Lorando Johnson. You also have Al Walcott in. You know, he's probably going to end up playing that nickel spot for you. So that's, you know, addressed. Maybe a little bit. You know, I don't know about the depth there, but that's at least addressed. Um, so. But yeah, it just didn't just didn't happen, you know. So um, that's about as plainly as I can put it. You know, I'd probably say that's I wouldn't say it's like just this huge disappointment, but it's like you know you'd have liked to see him go out and get a guy that's you know maybe a next level talent there, but it just didn't happen. All right, Trey from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Piggy Small says question for Trey: Is it just me, or is the backup quarterback spot? more unsettled than it has been in recent years. It's just you. (laughs) (laughs) Seems more settled, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, last year they were going back and forth. Malik Hornsby was lining up at wide receiver part-time. They had one scholarship quarterback behind K.J. Jefferson and Hornsby. Kate Fortin had come in. Um, You know, this was Kate's third school. Uh, You know, he he came in as a walk-on. Um, yeah, the, the other guy, that, uh, I forgot his name, but he, he transferred to Houston, the freshman they brought in the year before. Um, and they didn't have any, I mean, they just didn't have a good option at backup quarterback last year, period. 
you know, they couldn't, they kept, you know, going back and forth between Hornsby and Portman and the games that KJ couldn't play. They lost both those games, never, didn't really feel like they had much of a chance. I mean, the defense stood tall against LSU. They just needed some kind of offense and just could not get anything going. 13 10 game. Um, you know, Mississippi State was, you know, kind of different. They needed some offense. They had a little bit of offense, but just not near enough in that one. Uh, I think that. Jacoby Criswell gives you a guy that you can look at finally and say, this could be the next guy in line. He could be the heir apparent uh, when KJ, I think we're expecting him to probably move along after this season. But to me, Jacoby Criswell has a, a really good chance of being the next guy. And then, you know, I think you got a promising guy coming in, and uh, or already here, I guess, in Malachi Singleton. Um so the quarterback situation, and Kate Fortin returns also. So, I mean, to me, the quarterback situations is, you know, as good as it's been since it was Felipe and KJ. We didn't touch upon this a moment ago, Trey, when we were talking about Devo in and Walsh out. Who's mm-hmm. next? I know that uh, Curtis kind of dug into that earlier today, but... Uh, Who's next? That's probably a better question for Curtis. I don't know who's next. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I thought Ron Holland was next. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've got 12, so they can have one more. Um, you know, Curtis has broken down everything, transfer commitments and, you know, returnees, obviously incoming freshmen. So that's a great question. You know, they're, they're going to do something. I mean, they're not just going to leave it out there. I mean, you can... The way today is you can just go out and get somebody and, you know, have them for a year and move on. I'll throw one out for you. Uh, Apparently Grant Nelson out, but maybe in is a former St. John wing, David Jones, that according to Curtis. So there you go. We threw one name out there for you. All right, Trey, talk to you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Listen every Wednesday when R.J. Hawk joins his old buddies on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Natural State Wholesale Flooring. See everything that Natural State Wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com. Tired of making those long hauls and missing your family and friends? Has Slip Concrete needs CDL drivers here in Central Arkansas? Weekly direct pay, great benefits, plus bonuses and local routes. So be home for those birthdays and special events. Apply today at concretedrivers.net. Go to concretedrivers.net to apply. Again, go to concretedrivers.net. If you have a Class A or B CDL, you can start hauling today. Apply at concretedrivers.net. That's concretedrivers.net. This is Pat Bradley for my friends at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton and their summer auto loan special that's available for all five counties Alcoa serves. Interest rates as low as 2.49%. Take the summer off with no payments for 90 days or how about 84 months financing? Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models or you can refinance your current auto loan. Go to alcoacommunityfcu.org and apply securely online today. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring and Perry Counties. Celebrate 4th of July in downtown Little Rock at the 39th anniversary of Pops on the River. Presented by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and sponsored by Land Rover. This free community event will begin at 5 p.m. with free activities for kids, food trucks, Boss 40, live music, and concluding with a tradition of the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra and a fireworks finale. Visit ArkansasOnline.com Pops or check today's Arkansas Democrat Gazette for more information. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn. Make reservations today at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Henard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, one of Arkansas leaders in hay equipment. They handle a full line of Kubota tractors and hay tools as well as Vermeer hay products. 501-268-1987. Entered Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. Did the judge order supervised visitation for your cubs? Okay, but who supervises? At Lion Legal, our trademark is calm, practical, and experienced oversight. We don't take sides, and we provide visitation in our child-friendly facility, or we'll come to you. Call today, 227-ROAR.
For professional, supervised visitation and reasonable rates, call 227-ROAR. That's 227-ROAR. And Lion Legal will come roaring to the rescue. Luxury Pool and Spa has a new location on Stanford Road in Conway in addition to their Russellville location. Get up to $75 cash back when you bundle Pool Life pool chemicals and they also have plenty of pool toys. LuxuryPoolArkansas.com. Live the life of luxury with Luxury Pool and Spa. Great friend and great supporter of the Buzz First Security Bank. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security helps people make life better for themselves and for other Arkansans. They focus on helping make our community stronger. Every dollar that stays in the community helps the community through things like new homes and businesses so other people can have better lives. The financial professionals at First Security are big fans of Arkansas, and that's because they're Arkansas-owned and Arkansas-focused. They take care of communities just like they take care of customers. Check them out at fsbank.com. And get ready to bank better at First Security. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Shep, who is down in Destin for the SEC spring meetings. But uh, this of rather importance, and that is Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock, and the dinner for two for $60. Now, this is the big boy. This is the one that always gets a great amount of attention, and the reason why is because this is a super, super value. Because it all starts, as it always does, with the Riverfront Salad Bar for two. And that includes everything on the salad bar. You can go back and back. I promise you, make one trip and you probably are full. And then you're going to think, what am I going to do about the meal? Because the entree, second to none, that is the filet, the 10-ounce filet, plus four, count them, four, of the double F fried shrimp. And I mean, that is, take again, look at your wrist, go to the top of your fingertips, and that's how big they are. They're that big. Yeah, they're that big. And A recommendation uh, from our athletics. Now, that I don't know where it came from, because maybe it is a recommendation by the athletic directors that it is the best deal out there going. Then you add on two side items whether it be the hibachi fried rice with chicken, baked potato, onion rings, mashed potatoes, fresh spinach supreme, french fried zucchini, and the sautéed fresh wild mushrooms. Sixty bucks, folks. You can't beat it. Call now. Make your reservation. Open tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday night. That's the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock, 3719000. As for William or Shapur, you can't beat the deal. The Riverfront Steakhouse, Wyndham Hotel in North Little Rock. Coverage of the Southeastern Conference Spring Meetings from Sandestin, Florida is presented by Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. And in part by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group. Find them on the web at bphotels.com. Well, Trey, we should have had you handicap on the front end. Was it going to be one? I mean, was it going to be eight-game or nine-game schedule? Sounds like, <laughs> at least for the time being, 2024, it will be the eight-game schedule. Yeah, you're exactly right. The uh, Southeastern Conference established a scheduling format for the 24 season only, 2024 season, um, as it still works to finalize a long-term strategy 
um, as a 16-team conference. This is exactly from their press release. In the one-year schedule, the SEC teams will play eight conference games plus one required opponent from the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, or major independent during the 2024 season when Oklahoma and Texas join the league. And that, that line in there about major independent is because Texas A&M is playing Notre Dame that year. And so that is why that line is in there, is to protect Texas A&M. Arkansas, of course, is playing Oklahoma State um, out of the uh, Big 12 in 2024. Um, in addition, the SEC will eliminate divisional standings beginning in 2024, and the SEC championship game will feature the top two teams in the conference standings at the end of the regular season. And uh, so... Um, the single standings format will allow every school to play every other school a minimum of two times in a four-year period, regardless of whether the SEC goes to an eight-game or nine-game uh, schedule format. Commissioner Sankey said that we have been engaged in planning for the entry of Oklahoma and Texas into the SEC since the summer of 21, but the change of the membership date from 25 to 24 creates scheduling complexities that can better be managed with a one-year schedule and so that's what they're doing they're going to a one-year schedule and you will know the opponents for arkansas in 2024 opponents only sec that is sec opponents on june the 14th it might not be arkansas and missouri more than likely it will be but you also might have Arkansas and Texas. You might not have Arkansas and Alabama in 2024. You might have Arkansas and Vanderbilt in 2024. You no might have Arkansas and way. Kentucky. No you might. way. Yeah, here's the thing. As I was thinking about this, and I don't know that Arkansas would be a contender for the SEC championship game, but if you take the two top teams, scheduling can be a big deal in determining who those teams are. Yes. Because just what if what if Alabama does have to play uh, LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn and throw Georgia in there? And what if they have a great team, but they go 6-2? Uh, and two? And then what if um, Ole Miss isn't so great, but they get Kentucky and Vanderbilt and South Carolina – and a couple other teams that they beat, they don't have to play Alabama or Georgia. They could they could go seven and one and get in playing a lighter schedule than Alabama six and two. So I'm not sure that's the best way to determine who goes to the championship game. Well, then how would you do it, Rick? I don't know, but scheduling makes a difference. If, if, here's the way <laughs> I would do it: nobody consulted me. They didn't call me. I could have given you this yesterday if I knew it was going to be eight. And you could have taken it to Commissioner Sankey, and that is. Leave it in divisions, and you and for one year you play everybody in the division, and you play one team out of your division, and you still have two division champions. I I think that would be more fair than somebody having a lighter schedule and having a chance to get in, as opposed to somebody with a heavier schedule. And I do hope, from what you're saying, when we find out who Arkansas is playing, number one, we hope it's not at Florida, which it seems like every time they play Florida, that's where it is. It won't be at Florida. They're at Florida this year. Okay, well, well, good. Well, it doesn't mean it won't be again next year. The way they schedule, <laughs> no, no. And Arkansas has played Vanderbilt fewer times than anybody in the SEC. So you hope they would get them in that one-year schedule. Yeah, you will know. You will know where the game is going to be played and okay. who it is. You just right. won't have a date on June fourteenth. Okay, and and so in mark fairness, your calendars for that. In fairness, I think. Playing, you know, you get four home and four away. I think that was one of the one of the drawbacks of the nine game is playing five games on the road every other year. I, I get that. That's definitely a drawback. Yes, and then the other the other news that is not as big as the scheduling, but uh, access to competition area. Uh, the commissioner and all sports institutions shall, shall limit access to the competition area. Each member institution must provide security and uniform law enforcement presence around each team and game officials before, during, and after the event to prevent contact with spectators. Um, and that includes equipment managers, other things. In the event of a field or court rush, use, use of uniform law enforcement personnel and equipment 
Example, rope, barricade, expandable tunnels should be used to secure a clear path off the playing surface for the visiting team, including their personnel. It is required. If a field court rush ensues, the visiting team shall forego the postgame handshake line and immediately move inside the barricade and get to the locker room as soon as possible. Now, here's the thing. All of those prior violations have gone away. It resets. It resets effective immediately. So each institution will reset to the beginning of a fresh penalty cycle. The penalty also shall reset if an institution is free from a violation in all sports for a consecutive four-year period. But the fine is going up. The first offense is $100,000. Second offense is $250,000. Third in each subsequent offense is $500,000, and it is paid directly to the opposing institution. Ooh, wow. Wow. Well, that means if in 2024 Texas plays at Fayetteville, Arkansas, for 100000 go ahead and rush the field again if they win. It's okay. Just don't and do pay that Texas $100,000. Well, it's okay. It's, it's a lighter fine. And I will say this. When Arkansas did beat Texas, what was it, two years ago in Fayetteville? Mm-hmm. Razorback Security did an absolutely superb job of getting Texas's players and coaches off the field. They and Rick, that's the other yes, that's the other thing that is in here. A field or court rush occurs when the visiting team and our game officials are still on the playing surface. Member institutions may adopt a policy that allows fans to celebrate on the playing surface once all visiting team personnel and game officials have safely exited the field or court. Yeah. Well, the Razorback Stadium was already filled with people, but they had a line set up over there uh, in front of the stands on the, uh, would have been the east side, and they had security on one side, and of course the wall was on the other, and they got those Texas players and coaches through there without any contact with fans. I thought they did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. And each institution has to provide uh, their plan to the conference office, I believe, uh, before the, yeah, prior to August 1st, each institution shall provide the conference office with the following detailed field court rush management plan and communication plan that discourages students and fans from entering the playing field court yeah. and details the individual penalties issued by the institution to those who rush the field or court. I get that. That's okay. Trey, I want I want to pick up on something that we talked about, I believe, yesterday. And that is the summer exhibition. Yeah, summer basketball. It sounds like, uh, from what I've heard, that there is not a whole lot of enthusiasm or support on the ladies' side, uh, but there is on the men's side. Do you see that being a deal-breaker if the ladies are not uh, in favor of summer basketball? Well, that's... That's a question for someone that uh, gets paid a lot more than I do, I think. But I, it, it could be, Randy, because when you talk about basketball, it's got to kind of be uniformed. And, sure. Um, I know there are different rules. I mean, in the women's game, you have four quarters. You have uh, advancing the ball after a minute. Uh, when a, there's a minute left in the fourth quarter, you can call a timeout and advance the ball uh, to the 28-foot mark. You don't have that in the men's game. And if everything was uniform, then I would say, yeah, you would have to wait to get it all uniform. But right now, it's not even uniform in just the rules alone. So maybe not. Trey, do you need to hold or fold? I can hold. All right, hang tight. All right, Trey Shep coming to you from the SEC Spring Meetings. Destin, Florida. Fridays for the Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Hi, folks. It's David Basil with some big news from the Riverfront Steakhouse where you never leave hungry. Take that special love of your life and you two ask for the amazing $60 steak special, which includes the delicious Riverfront 10-ounce filet and four jumbo juicy fried shrimp, plus a choice of two large, delicious Riverfront sides. You can choose from hibachi fried rice 
spice, onion rings, mashed potatoes, spinach supreme, french fries, zucchini, sautéed mushrooms, and the famous Frank Fletcher giant baked potato, which is about as big as a canoe and is a meal in itself. And yes, it comes with a ton of toppings and, of course, butter. And there is more. Both of you have to save room for trips to the Riverfront Salad Bar, the largest salad bar in central Arkansas, with over 30 items, including baby shrimp, pastas, fresh vegetables, and salad toppings. All of this outstanding food for just $60. So for the perfect date night dinner for two, come to the Riverfront Steakhouse in the Wyndham Hotel in North Little Rock. Open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Reservations are recommended. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. When you call Blackman Auctions to sell your assets, you begin a multi-point plan to get the highest value possible. Each auction takes 30 to 45 days of planning and strategic marketing for your real estate, your equipment, and your assets. You've worked hard for your property, and it deserves more than a sign in the yard or a post on the Internet. Sometimes marketing is more than just a commercial with a great-sounding spokesman. Call me. Let me come up with a plan to tell your story and turn your assets into money. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-816-2198 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-816-2198. 800-816-2198. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Today, being June the 1st, which means we have some brand new Double B's specials. I love, I just love waiting to see what each month, what the specials will be. In this case, there's some good ones. How about Red Bull, 16 ounce, two for $7.50. The one liter brisk tea, that's a favorite, remains a dollar twenty-five. The thirty-two ounce snapple, two dollars, and the ever popular twenty-eight ounce Gatorade, two for four dollars and fifty cents. And I do mean there are a bunch, and I I think I know the reason why, is because it's summertime. You're wanting to be outside. You're wanting to go to the lake. You're wanting to enjoy the different things that you need the ice chest full of your favorite drinks and make sure that you enjoy that moment to the brim, however you want to say it, to the max. So go buy your local Double B's. The calendar has changed. The monthly specials have changed. And uh, you can also take advantage of a bunch of other great specials that uh, if we get time a little bit later on, we'll touch upon those as well. Because it's Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go make it Double B's. Coverage of the Southeastern Conference Spring Meetings from Sandestin, Florida, is presented by Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. And in part by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group. Find them on the web at bphotels.com. 
Trey, you were talking a few moments ago about uh, obviously the big news that was the announcement of the eight-game schedule for 2024. Uh, any movement, any kind of proposals being thrown out there? Uh, I know uh, Commissioner Sankey uh, had his thoughts on possibly changes to the transfer portal window, and now it's windows, but um, any talk of maybe any recommendations they may want to make to changes uh, to the transfer portal window? Uh, not at this time, and uh, they still have their general business session tomorrow where they could potentially vote on that, the uh, presidents and chancellors, that is. Um, today, it was just these two um, These two things came out of the meetings from today, the access to competition area and the changes in uh, what uh, the fines would be, and then, of course, the uh, them moving to an eight-game schedule as opposed to, uh, to nine, or staying with an eight-game schedule, I should say, in 2024, but eliminating the divisions, if you will, in 2024. Any indication, and you may have said it, if I, if if you did, I apologize. Does it seem to be the consensus, though, by 2025 it will be a nine-game schedule? Not necessarily. Um, it could be, but they hope that, and Commissioner Stanky made it clear that we would not be back down here this time next year wondering if it's going to be an eight- or nine-game schedule in 2025. He thinks that there will be an announcement uh, much sooner than when uh, we convene back down here a year from now for the uh, 2024 spring meetings. <laughs> Too many numbers, 2024, 2025. Yeah, next year is 2024. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Um, fast. Any discussion, I, I I would think this would be the major topic when you start talking, though, about uh, the nine-game schedule on who would be the three permanent opponents. Has there been any scuttlebutt? I would think if Nick Saban had his way, it's not going to be Tennessee. It's not going to be Auburn. It's not going to be LSU. Now, I think it would be Auburn. Vanderbilt. You know, they get to play (laughs) Vanderbilt too much already. No, Alabama is going to play Tennessee. They're going to play Auburn. They're probably going to play LSU. That's going to be their three permanents when they go to a nine-game schedule. Arkansas would play Ole Miss, Texas, and Missouri every year. Done. You're saying done. This is all chiseling granite. that's, That's well, that's what I've been led to believe. Yeah, okay. I think you're right. Think Ole you're right. Miss is going to play Arkansas, Mississippi State, and LSU every year. LSU, it would be Alabama, Ole Miss, and probably Florida. Hmm. I would think Nick would get his way. Texas would be Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. Nick, yeah, Nick's, Nick's not going to get Vanderbilt every year. No. Mm-mm. And shouldn't. No. Arkansas should. (laughs) But they're not. Because they never get Vanderbilt. (laughs) Especially five years in a row in Nashville. They played Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt beat Arkansas. Exactly. Give them them another chance. I'd say give Arkansas another chance. Still, would you rather play Vanderbilt or Alabama? Rather play Vanderbilt. You've got to win. I I don't think with uh, What's-His-Face, Chad What's-His-Face, Morris. What's his face? That any of the losses that Arkansas occurred during that that should count. Two year, yeah, should count because that was that was <laughs> when that's when uh, Vanderbilt came into town and just yep. knocked the soup out of Arkansas. Remember Marcus Elliott warning us after Arkansas beat Florida A and M that year. <laughs> Florida A and M, what difference does that They're terrible. And you're, we're feeling pretty good, and then yeah, after that it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was. So yeah. I, those, none of those games should count. That, uh, that's why uh, Arkansas should get to play Vanderbilt more because those games shouldn't have counted back then. So, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to be Florida. Or it's going to be Georgia. It's going to be someone like that. But, well, uh, I, no, I mean it, it's going to be it's going to be you know Missouri, Texas, 
Right. And um, Ole Miss That's or right. Arkansas. Well, so I know in Oklahoma. Well, because Arkansas, uh, Arkansas Oklahoma. Oh, you mean, you mean as a permanent opponent? Yeah. Permanent. Okay. Yeah. I was just Arkansas, thinking of next Oklahoma. year's schedule. But Oklahoma's. outside of that, outside of that, I mean, you're going to rotate every two years. Yeah, you would have played right. everybody in the league. That's right. And and there's no Arkansas-Oklahoma rivalry. It never has been. But, mm. again, Arkansas no. this goes back to the 1900s. So they ought to play that. Yeah. Yeah. And they still can't agree on who won a game. Well, the Ole Miss used an ineligible player. They, they claim he wasn't. That's okay. <laughs> Rick, I, Rick and Randy, I do believe that Damon does have the sound from Michigan. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. He made the In fact, uh, why don't we do this? A recommendation from our athletics directors, our presidents and chancellors approved a format for the 2024 football season in which SEC teams will play eight conference games plus one required opponent from the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, or major independent. We'll also eliminate divisional play. Beginning in 2024, the SEC championship game will feature the two top teams from the conference standings at the end of the regular season. Has it always been that way? Maybe I just haven't heard him be that specific, and that was about... Must play ACC, yada, 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 or major independent. Has it always been that specific? In yes. And it's, it's okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. But I believe it's, it's been, though, um, I believe it has been that you've had to play a Power 5 opponent. Yeah, I think um, Power 5, but I guess I just hadn't heard ACC and so forth and so on. Well, yeah, he he put it that way because who knows that there might be other uh, movement amongst uh, colleges and and within conferences to where if a certain number of teams move out of a conference and let's say some big conference gets established, who knows? But uh, you would think that the Pac-12, the Big 12, uh, the Big 10, obviously, the ACC, they're all going to stay intact through 2020. I wouldn't guarantee the Pac-12. Would well, not guarantee. I can see movement going two different directions. Yeah, and here, here's the big question, Randy, is, okay, Arkansas plays Oklahoma State in 2024. Yeah. You know, that's okay. You got Notre yeah. Dame in 25. Yeah. You've got Utah in 26. Yeah. Will you keep Utah as a game if they move tonight? Yeah, because Utah, they'll be in some league. Yeah. They're, they're a good enough team. If they'll either be in the Pac-12 or they'll be in the Big Ten. Or the Big 12. Yeah. Trey, excellent. We'll talk with you tomorrow. All right, guys. Trey Schiff, down in Destin. Hour number three, straight ahead. Skin Preacher, bringing you the word. The New York Yankees recently said goodbye to fan favorite Joe Pepitone, who passed away at the age of 82. Teammate Jim Bouton told the story of Pep spending a lot of time after games to get his hair and hairpiece fashionably styled. One day, Mickey Mantle snuck into the clubhouse during the game and 